Hello, Formula One fans, and welcome to the Starting Grand Podcast. I'm your co-host, Shane Hogan, alongside Ron Katie. Today, we're talking about the Netherlands Grand Prix qualifying results. Max Verstappen grabs his 17th career pole position. Rome, first reactions, raw reactions to the qualifying session. Um, I thought it was very interesting. Like I said, I didn't really watch a lot of it. I was flipping back and forth between that and college game day. So I'll just try and put together something. Um, kind of what I saw from this was early. I did. I, I saw that Carlos Sainz didn't really have like a lot of pace at first. And then he kind of picked it up and got P3. So he'll start on the second row, which is good for them, I guess. And uh, Leclerc will start on the first row with Verstappen getting pole. Um, and then I thought, I thought this is very interesting. I think we'll like try and like deep dive into this further, but, uh, Sonoda and Stroll got into Q3 because of Alpine getting out in Q2, which I thought was very interesting. Both Alpine drivers getting out down in Q2. So I, I've been, I've been, I've been hating on Sonoda, especially in that first episode, as you know, very well. Um, but I, I, he proved me wrong a little bit today. I mean, I still don't see it. I need to see consistency out of him. But this, this is a good start for him. If he can, if he can really try and get up in that top five tomorrow and try and make a push towards those top flight guys at Ferrari and Red Bull, I think he could be some. But hmm. this, this might be a fluke. This might not be. We won't really know until the race tomorrow. But we'll see. I'm, I'm intrigued now. I'm intrigued now. Yeah, let's dive in right into uh, Q1. First of all, I just want to point out that there was a incident uh, early on in, in the first qualifying session where Lando Norris, McLaren, I don't know what they were thinking, but they basically released him uh, very unsafely right oh, yeah, in front of right. yeah, yeah, Sonoda, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. we were just talking about. And it's just like the balls that these guys have, like, I, yeah, it's I, wild. I just I don't get why why you take the risk. I know it, it would save you time and maybe get you in possibly in our lap after the checkered flag hits, but it's just it's um the, that that stuff can be happening in Formula One because if that's one second uh, a little later, that might be very very uh, dangerous and, and it was yeah. dangerous regardless of the facts. So I just wanted to mention that. But yeah, yeah. speaking of McLaren, Daniel Ricciardo out of Q one. Uh, for the third time this season, he'll start at 17th position tomorrow. Um, he came in with a 112.81. Knocked out in Q1, like I said, for the first time this season. We talked a lot about him, you know, having a spot in Formula One uh, next year, like in the last episode. So just your reaction to more failure for, for Ricardo and, and what do you think he, his mindset's going to be going into this race tomorrow? Um, honestly, I'm not really surprised kind of this result. He's, he's been kind of towards the back of the grid all season long, really. So I'm not really that surprised he got knocked out of Q1. Um, but I, I just think his mindset going into this race is just try to do something, just try and piece together like Frankenstein a little, like you could Frankenstein it a little bit tomorrow. I think if he, if he, if he gets in like p10 or p9 i think that would be fantastic for him just because he's been having a really just really bad season half of it's probably on him but half of it could be also on the car the the team i don't really know like it's it must be like something wasn't really meshing with them from jump and i just think that like he'll try and frankenstein this race together tomorrow but we'll see we'll, we'll see if he can 
get into like P9 or P10 and try and make a big jump. But I think he'll probably stay towards the back of the grid, maybe like P14. Maybe he'll only, he'll only go up like four spots probably. Yeah, currently P13 in the World Championship hasn't received any points since the French Grand Prix. So we're talking three races in a row now where Daniel Ricciardo has not been in the top 10. This definitely does not help him a lot. Um, towards the final corner, Sebastian Vettel, he had a lockup. Uh, he was knocked out. And he was, it was a shame because it was on a really impressive lap. Um, there's been a lot of news recently, um, Rome, that Aston Martin has really been developing this car. Uh, they see that it's going to be progressing, progressing, especially going into next year. And it was with the excitement of Fernando Alonso coming on board. Um, so what are your thoughts on Vettel, you know, knocked out of Q1? He's going to start 19th. And it's just a shame because he was on a flyer in that last lap. He just locks up right in that last corner. Yeah, well, again, I think it's kind of the similar thing, like with Ricardo and like with Vettel, I think. Just because his last year, I think you're going to probably see him maybe try and fight for that last spot, maybe just for one more go at it at Zandvoort, especially with these last, like, what, only a few races left on the calendar. So I think he'll try and, like, get up there and maybe he'll try and piece some together and we'll see where it goes from there. But more broadly speaking, just talking about the Aston Martin car itself, like, I don't know if you saw, but in, like, Q2, I think it was Stroll was just booming he would he, he he crossed the line at like i don't know it was a p5 provisional p5 something like that so that i think i think that showed uh, that 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 aston martin car can really take a rank up the upgrades a little bit and can really be a competitive car especially with a guy like fernando alonso who's who who's always fighting at the top of the grid even though he's not winning grand prix it's all been ferrari and red bull this year for grand prix wins but he's been always fighting in that points range. And if you get a guy like that in your car next year, I feel like that combination is going to be like crazy for them. And I think, I think Fernando Alonso could actually like be a legit, like a, a legit guy that can fight with those, with the big three coming into next season. But I know that's like a, I know that's a long way away. We're just trying to focus on Zanfort right now, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. An impressive fifth place finish from uh, Alonso last weekend, Rome. Um, Latifi, I mean, we have to talk about him a little bit just because of the hilariousness that he brings every single week. Um, this is the third time in the last four races that he's going to be starting from the back of the grid. Um, go Tifi, as they must say. Uh, <laughs> there's no chance he's going to have a scene in Formula One next year, you reckon, right? No, no. there's zero way. Zero <laughs> if anything, he might get bumped back down to like F2 or something for all we know. I don't, I don't even know how that whole regulate, reg, uh, reg, uh, relegation, I said regulation, that's weird, Re relegation system works in F1. But I think I think he's going to be one of those bottom elimination zone teams in like the Premier League or something that just get bumped down to like the championship or something like the F2 version of that. Mm. But it's like, uh, I mean, you got to feel for him. Not really the best driver. And, and not really the best car, even though I got to give his teammate credit, though. Alex Albon, I've been telling you, Shane, Alex Albon has been him. Like, he's been him in a Williams car. Like, I, I, told, I don't know if I told you this last week. I think I did. But I'm telling you, Alex Albon and a Williams, Alex Albon is a special driver. I don't know if you said this or if I said this. Some, some one of us said it. But, like, Alex Albon, it, like, if he if he could put together like a consistent run for Williams, I mean, I don't know, man. It could be 
could be could be something special that we're seeing from him right now. But as for Latifi, man, he's not he's not like going to be a Formula mm. One guy any longer. Latifi, he's just not that guy. Not uh, that guy, pal. <laughs> Albon will start in fifteenth tomorrow. An impressive, an impressive, you know, time making it out of Q one for Alex Albon. Um, the other drivers who were knocked out in the first qualifying session: Valtteri Bottas and Kevin Magnussen. Yeah. Um, so moving on into Q two, Verstappen and Sainz, uh, they were kind of battling out in, in this session uh, as they and they make it into Q three. Q three, excuse me. Both of those drivers have made it to QP in every single race and every single weekend this season. So credit to Sainz and, and Verstappen. They've been very good on Saturday. Yep. After qualifying fourth, however, last year in Netherlands, Pierre Gasly misses out on Q3 this time around. He will start in 11th place. So just missed outside of Lance Stroll in that Aston Martin uh, qualifying for Q3. Your thoughts on Gasly's season so far? There's been rumors of him potentially going to Alpine. There was that video, I don't know if you saw about it the other day, where he was talking about contract situations and things like that, even though after he has, I'm pretty sure, recently signed a new contract with AlphaTauri. Your yeah. thoughts on his future uh, in, in, in Formula One? Um, I think I think uh, Pierre Gasly, like, I, I was looking at the results, like, before I got on the Zoom with you, and I'm like, he he's one of those guys to me that, like, He's, he's not going to really fight for the top, but could just pull off a really good race like he did in Monza like two years ago. Like I mentioned last episode, he can pull up those type of races and win. So I'm not, I'm not surprised if he could get it done, especially with a weird track like Zandvoort with like those weird little like track cycling turns. I've never seen those before in a racetrack. It's weird, but it's pretty wild. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just, I think, I think Yasley can really – maybe maybe piece together something i mean like for all those back of the grid teams like alfatari aston williams all that kind of stuff like Haas, alfa romeo i don't know if you count them as back of the grid really because alfa romeo has actually had a decent year but i think it's just with those back of the grid guys you're like maybe they can try and pull something together but like you're not really sure but i i, I can see Gasly being a dark horse winner today i i feel like at the latter half of these races you're going to start getting some of those dark horse winners I think Galaxy might be one of them this year, whether it's at Zandvoort or somewhere else. Mm. No, interesting. It's a bold prediction for sure, but we've seen that he can do it before, and that victory in Monza was definitely very very special. Let's move on to Alpine. We were just talking about them a little earlier in the, in the first qualifying session, but Fernando Alonso knocked out in Q2. Massive disappointment from Alpine as both Esteban Ocon and Fernando Alonso we're not able to make it into the third qualifying session today. They'll start in 12th and 13th, respectfully. But after last weekend's fall with Lewis Hamilton, do you think that Fernando Alonso's mindset is in the right place going into this weekend? Or do you think that didn't really have an effect on him today? It was just um, didn't have the best I, performance. I think I think they probably had a bad luck of the draw today. I think I think I, I I'm I'm uh, I'm a big like fan of Alpine, honestly, like. With the way they're trying to fight up in that top 10 consistently, race after race, both drivers are consistently in the top 10 for the most part. So it, se- it seemed weird for both of them to get dropped in Q2. So, But I think I think the, the cars are capable and the drivers are capable of trying to sneak their way back up a couple positions and try and fight for like what, P7, P8, something like that. But we'll see what happens. I think, I think even though they got a bad hand today, I think Alpine can still make a big run 
and maybe pull something off. Carlos signs goes fastest in that qualifying session. Uh, that, that is Q2 and moving on into Q3 um, without Ocon, Joe, and Albon, as you mentioned a little bit earlier. Max Verstappen once again clutches up fastest middle sector on his fly and lap. He takes pole position in um, his own nation by two hundredths of a second over Charles that's, Leclerc. That's wild, yeah. The guy's 17th pole position of his career. Um, but his teammate doesn't have as, as great of luck. Uh, Sergio Perez he crashes out in the final corner. Unfortunately, he'll start in fifth place tomorrow. Signs and Hamilton will be three and four. So let's get into our predictions for the race. Just your thoughts real quickly on Verstappen's pole, but also Ferrari showing that they can challenge Red Bull like they had earlier in the season. Is there a chance that Leclerc could get this victory tomorrow, especially because there isn't a lot of straight line speed circuits and straight lines uh, at, at Netherlands? Yeah. Um, I feel like first to touch on the Verstappen pole thing, I, th I think it was expected. I think, like I said last time, like this guy's undeniable. With the, with, the way he, with the way he's driving now and the way that car is moving, that's just like unbeatable. Like, like especially, like he proved it in Spa last week. The way he was just so undeniable through that track, it was, no one could stop him. So it was expected that he was going to get pulled anyway. But I feel like Ferrari actually put together a good showing in, in qualifying today, having um, Leclerc and Sainz go P2 and P3, which, which is a good sign to fight with Red Bull for that top spot still. Like, like they're showing that they can't, that, that, they're, that they can't just lie down yet. They're going to try and still give them a fight even though they're like way deep down in the constructors even though they're in p2 they're like like 40 some odd points like the a deep point difference but yeah i i i mean i could i could say my predictions not right you want my prediction shane all right my predictions i think i think i'll probably go verstappen and then my dark horse is pierre gasly so i'll go i'll go with those two guys Okay, that's very interesting. Uh, I guess I'll pick my winner and then maybe a dark host. Then let's let's say the other two spots for the podium. Um, after I do that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I'll go over stopping my dark hurt. My dark, my dark horse. Jeez, I can't speak. <laughs> is George Russell? And Ooh. let me explain to you why. Hey, give it to in me. In the first couple of practice sessions especially in, in in p1 uh was george russell in that first practice session he's shown speed around netherlands in the last couple of days didn't have the best qualifying session today he's going to start from sixth place in the grid tomorrow but i think mercedes have to consider their situation i think that george russell is their number one driver at the moment and if there's a scenario when it comes down to the last parts of this race and george russell and lewis hamilton are neck and neck I think that, you know, Russell starting behind Hamilton today might have to be let through because he is their top driver at the moment. I said as a Mercedes fan, I said as a Lewis Hamilton fan, he's my dark horse to win the race. And so after I, your reactions to that, but also who you put on the podium next to Max Verstappen. Wow. I mean, first of all, like, let me just backtrack that for a second because, man, you were spinning some bold takes there my friend of George Russell I mean it sounds bold but like it's not really that crazy because when you think about it like we mentioned last episode this guy's been Mr. Consistent he's been the Hank Aaron of F1 this year just consistency rules for him like 
So I think I, I I think that's a really good dark horse pick. I don't know if he's going to be let through because again Hamilton's like a better overall driver than Russell is as much as you want to say that like he was the best driver this year. I think Hamilton has better skills than Russell does, even though Russell's been consistent. So as for the rest of the podium, I'll go here. Let me look at the let me look at the guys here. I'll go I'll go Lewis P two. I'll go Lewis P2 because I feel like he's gonna he, I feel like he's gonna just get it done today. And then I'll have Leclerc P3. I'm gonna switch those two around. I'll go Leclerc P2 and Hamilton P3 for what I believe will take Hamilton above Leclerc for podiums on the season. Mm. Um it's a crazy stat. Yeah, but those are pretty- confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our predictions for tomorrow's Grand Prix. Thank you, everyone, for listening uh, to the episode. We're trying to get up an Instagram account. I'm trying to start one up on my end for the podcast. We can post all of our highlights and clips from the show. Thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode as well and who is listening right now. Rome, last words before we head off and uh, end the record session. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know this is a quick one today, but we'll get back on a big one tomorrow. Maybe we'll have a special guest come. Not really sure yet, but we'll figure it out. But I'm super excited for tomorrow. Super excited for the race. Cannot wait to get on with you tomorrow, Shane. Awesome. Well, until next time, F1 fans, stay safe and enjoy the race.